And welcome to That Horrorcast. I'm Mallory Smart. And I'm Dimitri Samarov. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the 1974 slasher classic, Black Christmas. Released in the United States on December 20th, 1974, Black Christmas is a notable film for many reasons and is widely regarded as one of the greatest horror films of all time. Black Christmas tells the tale of a sorority house terrorized by an intruder as the residents are preparing to leave for winter break. The house receives a series of disturbing phone calls. The caller makes sexually explicit comments and threats or just heavy breathing, which leads him to be known as the moaner. After a sorority member goes missing, the investigation into her murder takes place as each of the other women in the house are brutally murdered one by one. Considered one of the first slashers, the movie helped lay the foundation for the slasher formula. Its plot elements and filmmaking techniques can clearly be seen in later slasher movies, and its multi-layered plot incorporated weighty social issues that are still just as relevant today as when the film was first released. So we don't have to worry about anyone interrupting us. Oh, no? Nobody's going to break into the house? Oh, I know. I was really counting on that shit. But, <laughs> no. And then you can, yeah, you can, we can trace the origin story of Scream, the real origin story, which I'm hoping now that you've seen this movie, you can be free of Scream forever. <laughs> this is where it came from. <laughs> I thought, okay, there are obviously some scream elements in this, but okay, first I'm going to like lead us into this because this is the funniest goddamn thing that ever happened. Sure, yeah, of course. I know my maintenance guy almost always hangs in the common area, mm-hmm. and there's obviously a coffee machine there. I have coffee. I already have it made. It's a nice peppermint mocha, you know, Black Christmas, gotta celebrate. Wow, and you have the holiday themed coffee. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I even have. Are you wearing favorite. a Sa- Are you wearing a Santa hat? <laughs> no, but I am wearing an ugly Christmas shirt. <laughs> oh shirt, not sweater. Okay, I thought I thought the tradition was sweater, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be sweater, but I, you know, I don't like the material. It feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've you know I've tried my whole life to be a sweater person. I just can't do it. I had a teacher that said that actually in art school, that they're sweater people and not sweater people. You know, people that are comfortable in a sweater. And they're always either itchy or they're, like, constricting. Or I'm also not a turtleneck person. I hate mm. them. I feel like I'm being choked. Can't do I, turtlenecks. Yeah, it's horrible. I think so, there's a very, it's got to be a very specific, like, cotton sweater it, maybe. Yeah, but. Yep, I can do a cotton sweater. But, like, then what the fuck's the point? I may as well be wearing a shirt, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so I went into the common room and <coughs> under the guise that I needed coffee, mm, but yeah. God knows I didn't. But it was just to bump into the maintenance guy to get like a heads up of, hey, I'm about to do a podcast. Please don't annoy me. Oh, and okay. uh, found out that he actually can't fix my door. It it locks, but it makes uh, this annoying beep now. Oh. Uh, where like before I can lock it, it does this like beep. And then you oh, because yeah, your door is on a... Your door is on a fob. It's not a. It's not a lock. Lock. It's not a key lock, right? And it was fixed for a couple of days, and I was like, <clears> "Yeah, fuck yourself. We're not working anymore." Yeah. But as I was talking to him, he was like, "So what are you doing that I can't interrupt?" And I was like, "I'd be like, 
why you want to know, but whatever. I told him I was about to do a podcast. He's like, so what's you didn't, about? You didn't reveal your secret about your cam business? Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that would be an interesting story. But <laughs> seriously, when I told him I was doing a horror podcast, he's like, oh, what, what are you doing? And I was like, uh-huh. Black Christmas. And he's like, I just watched that last night. Yeah. It's on Peacock. Yeah. And... It didn't occur to me how old he was, because uh-huh. then he was just like, it was just as good as when I saw it in theaters, and I was just like, oh wow, you are he saw an it in theaters, guy, yeah, <clears throat> that's cool, yeah, because it came out in '74, so he's got to be older. He was saying he was about ten. He wasn't supposed to see it in theaters, mm. but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. He's very excited to listen. So, maintenance guy, please. Fix my door by the time this is airing. That's right. So yeah, the yeah the clock clock has started. Uh, the the door must be fixed by what Friday usually posts. Yeah, these. by Friday. <laughs> this door better be fixed by Friday. <laughs> well, cool. Um, and you'd never seen this movie before, right? Yeah. Um, as I said, I left it to the people. In classic Elon Musk way, I was like, hey, if he could have Twitter vote on whether Donald Trump is coming back to that hellscape, I could have yeah. people vote on what our next movie is. What were the other contenders? Oh, there were so many. And there was oh, you had one. a bunch? Yeah. Oh, they, oh they, just, they all just suggested? They suggested, and then I had votes. I want to go back and look at it, but then I'm just like, no. Like, well, Dave is one? blowing up my Twitter right now. Oh. Oh really? What, what what's he want? Well, um, his book. Uh, we just started pre-orders. Yes. Oh really? And oh, now cool. him and Boo are basically having a conversation on my Twitter. Like, dudes, just talk to each other. Wow. They're yeah. talking about cream and coffee and serial killers. Now only serial killers put cream in their coffee. Chill out, guys. I see. Don't they know about the reply all rule? Like, you can't do the. Re- it's like the Twitter equivalent, right? I don't know. Just a reply like, all. Take it on to your own shit and. Yeah, tell tell Dave to slide into Boo's DMs or whatever. <laughs> I gotta say, like seriously, those two have a very like weird relationship. Right now, though, I'm trying to scroll through. When did I make man? The you're you're you're, you're yeah. Your uh, yeah, your engagement will be off suddenly, unceremoniously, because Boo and Dave will be running away together. Oh, that'd just be hilarious. So I would support that. You, know? you would? Yeah. <laughs> that would be the acceptable thing. You know, if they, that would break up your engagement. I would never stand in the way of people's happiness. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if you guys want that, you guys got that. Like, it's the same thing where the one time we hang out with our one... Um, I say Eastern European friend. He's from Poland. And uh-huh. him and Boo were talking about how much they wanted to live in the wilderness. Although I really am 90% sure that Boo cannot hack it in yeah. the wilderness. Yeah, but that's a fucking fantasy. It is. It's just like, a, oh, I can be a mountain man. But it's like, no, maybe your relatives were, but you're not. Is, is it, will he live in a little wooden shack with chicken feet? Well, what happened is in this conversation, <laughs> our friend, his name is Jersey. He's probably listening. He bought a plot of land, like two or three miles in, like outside of Seattle, far enough outside where it's like really oh. open area. And he said that he's going to build a cabin there. I started calling him the Unabomber after uh-huh. that. Yeah. 
especially based off the size. And he's like, you know, there'd be enough, you know, for more than one cabin. And I was like, all right, I guess that's what we're going to do with our future. I'm going to stay here and you're going to go live with Jersey. They're going to have their, their little cult compound. It's going to be Unabomber and Unabomber Jr. living next to each other. Only difference is, like, I don't think Boo has it in him to hurt anybody. I don't yeah. know about Jersey. Jersey's the one who keeps giving me horror movies. Uh, DVDs, too, and I don't know what to do with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, anytime he sees me, like, he has another stack, like, here, watch them. And I'm just like, wow. Not likely. I'm on Twitter right now scrolling to see the other horror movies. Yeah, yeah. It's very important. The, the uh, listeners are just holding their breaths, just waiting to find out I know. who, who like, the I'm, finalists were because these lists, especially around this time, everybody's making their damn lists. It's very, very important. Uh, <laughs> so it's obviously after Barbarian... Oh, yeah. And, and you keep sending me articles about that movie and shit. Keep sending. I sent you one. <laughs> I know. I, and by it's, the it's way, it's mail. actually Boo. Boo sent it to me and said, send this to Dimitri. <laughs> so I'm just the conduit here. Yeah, your your fiancé is trolling me. He's a troll. <laughs> it's like he, he doesn't know how to get it to you because he doesn't communicate via email much. Oh, he! Oh, he's lost that technology. He's into crypto, but he can't send a fucking email. <laughs> oh, he's almost completely stepped out of that. Like, we, oh lord, it's like a cult. We we were getting him back. You know what's cool? I, I just read in the uh, in the New York Times that my uh, my email provider that I pay for, Proton, is like battling Russia, actively battling Russia, because they're building VPN networks so Russians can communicate. Mm-hmm. And they keep getting shut down. They, they've been battling Russia since, like, March. See, that's just badass. I just have yeah. one called Zoho, and then I use Gmail. I'm so lazy. Yeah, Pro, Proton's pretty cool. I, I've, been, I've been with them for a few years. Yeah, I also, I use, they have uh, cloud storage and stuff, too. So I, and they're super, like, they're, you know, those super hyper into privacy and encryption and everything's super encrypted, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that. So it's nice to find out they're like hero. They're heroes fighting bad guys. That's pretty cool. So I have some, there's a team of nerds in Switzerland fighting fighting Russia. I have given up on trying to find. <laughs> That's okay. Can you remember any of them? Like any of the other contenders at all? Or I have a whole list. But it's somewhere else. I, I don't know where the list yeah, is. That's okay. Uh, the, we were talking about something else before Black Christmas came up. Like, uh, you had some ideas, but I can't remember them either. I mean, w- wiped from the memory banks. I know that, like, we had briefly discussed doing the cleanse and. Oh, yeah, the cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. There's some other ones. That's okay. It'll come back. It'll come back when it needs to. I mean, I'd suggested Black Christmas, like, do you remember I made a list like when we started the podcast? And Black Christmas is definitely on that list. See, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you skimmed you, you skim the list. You didn't actually read it. I see. <laughs> I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found the list. I found the list. Yes. <laughs> oh, all right. See? Okay. There was suspense and now it's I, I had to look at photos because I posted a photo of me watching it. And then I was like, all right, this is around the right date. So I asked on the 28th and then I watched the movie on the 29th. Okay. Okay. So we have 
Changeling. One that really intrigued me was called, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it, it's called the Jin D J I N N. D J I N N, yeah. Yeah. Jin, it's like, it's the root of the genie. It's it's a genie, basically. That's what a jinn is. I, I don't remember what what country that word is from, but mm-hmm. it's maybe like Turkey or like somewhere in the Middle East. I was say speaking of Turkey, then there's or, another Turkish one that was oh, thrown yeah. at me called Baskin. Baskin, I don't know that one. I didn't vote for that one. And no, it w- was Boo upset because because you spurned his some of his. See, he roots. doesn't even know. Yeah. 90% of Turkish shit. All he cares about is if serial killers and cream in their coffee, right? That, that, As those does are his. Dave. What's up with that? Oh, well, you need I to send me, a, you need, you need to send me his it. book. <laughs> You're throwing it into InDesign like Boo is working on it as we speak. But oh, he's do- oh, he's doing the InDesign? Yeah, we got all the promo and everything out. Um, oh, I see. But yeah, then we have Fright Night, X, Pearl, You Are Not My Mother, The Blob, Body Bags, Creep Show, The Changeling Again, <laughs> um, something called EM's Takeover of T. <laughs> is, is, that a, is that some kind of like math formula? <laughs> I have no idea. But then there's The Fun House. Mm-hmm. The Night Eats the World, Raw. I had to tell them that we already did that yeah, one. Yeah, Raw we did. And then another one called An American Crime, which looked intriguing, and I was actually invited to do a crossover episode with this person, but it looked like oh. a shitty movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even I have my standards, Dimitri. Good. Uh, that's, that's, that's very heartening to hear. Do you ever see uh, American Werewolf in London? Yeah, I... Uh, that's a fun movie. I, I don't know I if... I suggested that at one point. Did you? I think I had it between that and another film, and you I'd, picked the other film. I'd, I'd watch that one again someday. That's a fun movie. I'm into it. Yeah. See, that's yeah. one of the horror movies I binged with friends, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> uh, so, should we, should we get into the, the old Black Christmas? <laughs> well, I feel like we've kind of been like dancing around it a little bit. Like, it's yeah, like we're, we're really edging deviated. towards, edge, edge, edging closer and closer to the sorority house. Yeah. <laughs> so I read a lot Walking. of background info yeah. about this. And one, I think it's very funny when you're like edging closer and closer to the sorority house. Some people actually are like, is it inspired by Ted Bundy? And it's like, no, totally off the mark. It's totally, mm-hmm. what the fuck? But... What years was, was Ted Bundy? Was was Ted Bundy before this? Ted Bundy was like kind of active around this time. Yeah, seventies. Yeah, Ted yeah. Bundy. So it's like you know they didn't really they weren't following his activities as heavily yeah. until after he was caught. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was interesting that you said that you felt this was like scream, and I can understand that with the phone calls. But yeah, I the calls like coming from within the house. It more directly inspired Halloween. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, it was. I mean, to the point where, yeah, uh, where what uh, Carpenter called called up uh, Bob Clark and asked if it was okay for him to make Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, what I was reading is that John Carpenter asked Bob Clark if he had ever ever considered making a sequel, and mm-hmm. Bob Clark basically just like said the outline of what Halloween ended up being. Yeah, and makes sense. Carpenter was just like, all right. And then just walked away and did Halloween. 
Yeah. No, but like between those two, you get almost all of the DNA of of um, Scream. Also, uh, you know, the Wes Craven connection, the uh, the cop, uh, John Saxon, is in this, the, who's inve- the lead investigating guy, also in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. He's the dad, and I think he's also a cop in that. I knew he looked familiar. What he's been in a million, there? John Saxon's been in a, a million, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, things in the 70s, 80s. He had a long acting career. And that's a pseudonym. He's like an Italian guy. You could lo- see looking at him, oh, you know? Oh, yeah. You could definitely see it's it. A, it's a s- screen name, I mean. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Don't worry. We both have crackly voices today. Yeah. It's fine. People are losing their voices all over the place. I was at the coffee shop yesterday at, at Jackalope, and uh, the counter gal there was completely lost her voice. She sounded like... You know, a, a teenager when their voice breaks. You know, <laughs> I feel like that's just everyone. I think the air is just really dry. It, it's something. Well, it's it, you know, it's back to we're slowly getting back to normal season seasonal diseases. You know, almost there. Yep. Although I did have one friend just recently get COVID, but it doesn't seem like it's anything like. Yeah, one. it's not. It's now like a. It seems like a bad. Like just a flu now, you know, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I think there's definitely a lot of value to taking these uh, infectious diseases seriously. You know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I got all my shots. Mailer's good to taking care of. Them. Yeah, I I went. I got. I mean, like I, the doctor talked me into getting uh, shingles vaccine because I'm old enough to like that. That's a problem. That can be. Shingles is not a good thing. Well, if you want to be really weirded out, I'll go with the health issue here. I've had shingles. Oh, you have? Yeah. (laughs) But I guess you were young enough that it's not like chronic. uh, I don't know if it's chronic or not. I just know I had it, and it hurts like a bitch. So, yeah. It's like a rash, right? And it kind of has like it kind of hits your nerves. Yeah. So it's related to chicken pox somehow, I think. Yeah. I was I was one of the odd people that got chickenpox twice. You're not supposed to be able to get it twice, but I did when I was a kid. I was trying to explain it to uh, Belent yeah. because he's never had it, and I'm laughing my ass off because I know that one day if we do ever have kids, uh-huh. he won't be able to be around them because chickenpox is supposedly worse. Oh yeah, yeah. If you don't have it as a child, well then it's yeah, it's it's shingles. <laughs> you know? But. He didn't understand. And, you know, this younger generation isn't going to understand. And I'm even going to say, like, younger millennials won't either. I don't know. How old were you when you got the chicken pox? Uh, I'd, I'd say around, I don't know, nine or ten, something like that, eight. I mean, it was definitely in America. So I came when I was seven going on eight. So it was after that. So and, Yeah, a couple of times within a couple of years I got it. That shit's wild. I want to yeah. say I was like maybe six or something. Mm. Oh, okay. You got it pretty young. Well, that's a fucked upness, and I don't know if anyone else had it. I know it's common enough that I've met other people who have gone through the situation. My brother got it, and my mom spoke to the neighbors, and they had what you call a chicken pox party because the vaccine wasn't around yet. Yeah. So all of us could catch the chicken pox at oh, the same time. Oh, to get time through it, yeah. And get over with, you know, with yeah. Right. 
It's How it's a little like micro scale of what you know they were talking about at the beginning of COVID. Of like, there's those people that are like talking about like just letting everybody get it to get herd immunity. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just felt like it was like a mom hangout, just waiting for all their kids to get sick. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like a like a suicide party or something. <laughs> I don't know. Let's it's all like kill ourselves. Invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Only instead you're a kid and you don't know what the hell's wrong. And then like the next day you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of weird initiation thing. Oh, speaking of this just made me think of that. That's another thing we, we could do is what's it, it's called. Um, oh man. Well, the old, old person like throws himself off the cliff. Uh, it's from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy that did Hereditary, it's a sec, sec, second movie. Oh, oh, man. This is what the internet was made for. Ari Aster is the director. Uh, and it's in like, it's it's during like that, the, where they have the long, long days. Uh, and it's, it's this cult and they, they go back from America, they go back to Europe. And it turns out that, the guy is in a cult. Oh Midsommar? God. Midsommar, yeah. That. That actually keeps popping up on my uh, algorithm on Netflix. So you've never seen that? No. Oh, wow. Oh, we should do that one. I don't know if it's on Netflix, but, I mean, we could do that next if you want. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's let's do Midsommar, because I, I, I've been wanting to rewatch it. It's much, much better than Hereditary, I think, but... All right, so it's not on Netflix anymore. It's on Paramount, but I have that for another week, so we are good. <laughs> All right, that's booked. So, <laughs> so what? So you, you reject the idea that Black Christmas is the is the origin of Scream? But like, what 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 did you think about it otherwise? <laughs> oh, I don't reject it. I just thought it was interesting, like to just kind of like skip right all over there because I mean, obviously, like I feel like it was totally like. It was a slasher movie that seems to inspire all slasher movies, and then Scream is the parody of the slasher. Yeah, well, movies. yeah, of course, yeah. But like, I would, I would trace like, say you 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 take this and you take Texas Ch- Chainsaw Massacre, and you get like almost any horror, like popular horror movie that came after, you know, from one or the other. Maybe add like The Hills Have Eyes or something, you know, mm-hmm. for another, because that one was like, you know, the 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 creepy kind of. Uh, rednecks kind of you know out in the wild kind of thing you know but i would say you can get halloween you can get prom night you can get terror train scream clearly like this is i don't know it's not the first but it is definitely it wrote the formula for some of the most popular slasher films yeah the slot yeah and it's it's totally it's a thousand times pure because you never know why and the guy's never caught and you never, never even see him. You see his eyes. You see him, his feet. You know, his hand every now and then. You never see him full on. You know, here's creepy ass voice. And yeah. I mean, my favorite <laughs> is when he's like uh, in the closet, and you, you you see him sort of. But it is almost like Michael Myers in the way where it's like he's the shape. You, you mm-hmm. like just. You he's totally he the is. shape. But yeah, he's yeah. just the shape. He's a thing. He's the man upstairs. You're like, there is some being up there. I don't know. But yeah. 
Yeah, it's like that elemental fear of the attic or the closet, you know, like the monster. He's the monster in the closet that the kids are afraid of, except in this case, they're college girls. <laughs> and one is just too drunk to handle it. And I love that uh, our drunk person was uh, Margot Kidder. Yeah, Lois Lane. Well, before she became Lois Lane, a little bit early. <laughs> no one told me she was in it. So, like, I sort of got, I was so, like... I yeah. said it so loudly that one of my neighbors heard me. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, Lois Lane!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess she's the she's the biggest star. Well, also, but like the other girl's boyfriend is is the astronaut from two thousand and one. The douchebag who keeps, yeah the du- uh, the concert concert asshole yeah the controlling concert and like it, our number one suspect you know fake Mr. Sus- whatever life. Definitely he ju- he, he just it, had mental yeah. problems. <laughs> but it's why it was so easy to write it off as he was the killer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there is not a moment in this movie. The one that intrigued me the most that made me want to watch this movie is because not only is it considered the movie that started all the other ones, it actually keeps being uh, parodied. In mm-hmm. uh, American Horror Story. And oh, other, really? Yeah. Everyone just kind of keeps doing that, like, sorority house Christmas thing. And it's like, I should finally see this. Yeah. So, so is it, was it like, were you disappointed because it's not as extreme as some of the other ones? Like, the things that came after? Or, like... Not at not all. As jokey, not as jokey or something? I like how straight it's played, you know? It's just... These are the things that are happening, and then there's that whole element. I mean, there is a comedy element with, like, the you know, the dumbest policeman in history, and then that the house mother who's drunk all the time. <laughs> She's hilarious. Oh, especially, like, the negligee a, and everything. Like that It's a shame they kill her off it. so early. I kind of wish she was around a little bit longer, you know? <laughs> Swearing under, like, just cursing up a blue streak. I think it's funny because I don't particularly think that the sin factor played into this film at all. And I actually, with you, I I appreciated how straightforward it was. It didn't even have like any of that, like, you know, like the tense music where you're like, it's about to happen. Like, it didn't even do that too much. Yeah, I don't like it when when they do that, that over determine the music where you it just tells you you're supposed to be scared now you know like with friday the 13th like they're known for like that music like yeah yeah so i was very happy that yeah it definitely got to like fuck with our imaginations and this was also inspired by an urban legend that became another horror movie when a stranger calls Mm, right i don't remember i know i've seen when a stranger calls but i don't remember it I can say as someone who was a babysitter that yeah. um, movie scared the shit out of me and then watching this and knowing it was like inspired by that, not by mm-hmm. When a Stranger Calls, but by the, like the urban legend. It's like, yeah, it is everyone. Have, like most girls fear when they're like alone in a house and you get a creepy call that someone's going to actually be in there with you and you don't know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some great scenes though with the with the house mother, like when the when that one dad comes and she keeps trying to cover up, like all the, like the like that one peace sign poster with with the with the couple fucking in the middle of the the peace <laughs> sign, you know. 
I know, like, th- this is a totally fine <laughs> operation I'm running right here. Yeah, we're doing moral. great. Like, yeah, this is a nice Christian home, really. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I, that guy look like way too old to be having like a te- like a he looked almost like a grandfather. I know. Where I was just like, are you just a really young grandfather or an insanely old father? I think it's just to underscore the point of him being so like old fashioned and kind of clueless about, I mean, because this is right after, you know, after the sexual revolution. And this is like the the hangover of the 60s, you know. (laughs) It's basically, I mean, it looks like the 60s in this movie. I don't know if it explicitly says what year it takes place in. But, uh, you know, it, it be, didn't give yeah. that much from yeah. what I remember. It didn't really spell things out. And I think that was also one of the parts that I liked about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, you know, I'd buy it as early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, just the way people were dressed and stuff. I mean, if it was 74, then yeah, they would definitely be looking back at that. I mean, especially, yeah, given the, like the collars on their shirts and everything. Yeah. Mm hmm. I'm going based on wardrobe. I like that other people tend to go based on like aesthetics of the houses or like the yeah. music that's played, but I go based off what people are wearing. Yeah, that's the easiest. That or or you get or you can look at the cars, you know. Oh, I know so many people are good at the cars, but I'm not good with cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I'm sure you you did listen to the barbarian one. Yeah. And Wilson was able to clock what time period that one thing was based on the car. And I was just like, I just saw the Reagan uh, sticker. <laughs> like, uh, that was yeah. the giveaway for me. But he's like, oh, I know this car was made in this time. And I was like, yeah. nope. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess yeah, more kind of stereotypically a guy thing. The car is, but not necessarily, but often, oftentimes. I've had male friends who have tried to be like, oh, I'm going to act more manly and then suddenly try and get into cars. So, yeah, I think it is a stereotype. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they eventually abandon it when they realize they suck at it, too. But. I'm going to act more manly. Look, I have this tool belt. Or <laughs> One who's just like, I'm into hockey out of nowhere. And it's like, really? can you tell me the rules? <laughs> <laughs> I like pe- beating people up and wearing a helmet. <laughs> Shoulder pads. And I would probably just nod and say yes to whatever they say because I don't watch hockey. So, okay, sure. They thought they were impressing you and they didn't. It didn't work. There is not a single car or sports thing that you could tell me that would impress me. I'd probably just be like, you're probably not someone I would get along with. Like, if that's all someone can talk about, I would just be like, we have absolutely nothing to talk about that's like in common. So if if Boo gets off Twitter and stops talking about uh, cream and coffee and serial killers and starts talking about cars, you would be disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) He only knows, like, see, I'm going to make him seem so sad. You know, it works, though, because, okay, Uh, I'll throw it out here. I'm not saying who said this, but it Uh was said someone accused Boo of being gay. Oh, really? It, it on was Twitter? Funny. I'm not saying where, why, <laughs> uh, uh, or how, because the evidence has a, gotten, been gotten rid of. Oh, uh, but how, on, on, on what uh, evidence or because of why? Because he's really into Taylor Swift and bam, that's a giveaway there. 
I mean, we've often we've remarked upon how in in your relationship, clearly you're the guy and he's the girl. But I thought it was hilarious. So, like when I was telling him that, that doesn't he, make him gay. But no, because like, <laughs> like when I was talking to him about it, he's like, "That checks out." Yeah, I, I, I could understand that. <laughs> well, as long as he's okay with it, that's what's important. Oh, like it's really weird. I was telling like my sister about it because she's like. Well, he's not that like feminine. I was like, no, he loves Taylor Swift and rom coms, and pink looks really great on him. And he and he's got a mo- he's nails better than I could. He's got to moisturize all the time. <laughs> Exfoliate. Yeah, I, actually, I, no. I yell at him to do that, but oh. <laughs> see that one, he doesn't do. <laughs> but like seriously, like if I've ever painted my nails, he'll criticize them and be like, oh, "You really didn't get it well." Wow. But see, he's very confident. I like that. Yeah, and this movie's got a, a collection of weird boyfriends or non-boyfriends. I would say these these chicks maybe not the best taste in yeah. in, in the fellas. I'll say, especially the main movies? like the British girl. I mean, uh, what's her name? I, I hadn't seen her in many things. Olivia Hussey. Yeah, the the one with the sh- the one that, who clearly brushed her hair a thousand times like you were instructed to. Man, she had shiny hair, straight hair, you know. Definitely. <laughs> she had that. She had like Barbie doll hair, you know. <laughs> yeah. But she she had the king of the asshole boyfriends. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like in a horror movie you have to have at least yeah. one douchebag boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, the other boyfriend turned out to be okay. He came off as a douchebag at the beginning, the hockey player guy. Mm-hmm. But he's just a townie, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's how townies be. Although he was speaking of, uh, you know, gender bending. He had that big fur coat at the beginning. He looked, <laughs> he's kind of weird. He had a weird, Wasn't like, lady-like like coat. What? I think that's yeah. the thing that guys wore then. Yeah, like you see those old shots of that, uh, what's his name, that uh, quarterback, Joe Namath. He was famous for wearing a full fur coat. Yeah. That would be the 70s. <laughs> so that that definitely was like a weird style at the times. <laughs> but yeah, he, I mean, he sort of, in, he, he kicked the police, police department's ass to get into the, taking the search seriously. But yeah. at first, uh, it, he seemed like kind of like a, he could have been shady when, when she was sent, when the first first girl that got killed, uh, the nice girl, uh, you know, she was saying goodbye the to him. He looked, girl. Yeah, yeah, the the good Christian girl who was afraid of the phone calls. Mm-hmm. So of course she gets it first. You know, I know. Isn't she just like stop provoking them? He could be a rapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way she and she's just she's just killed with the with plastic from a from a. Dry cleaner. She's choked with it. I thought and that she- was funny. And you know what bothered the hell out of me as a cat owner what? is I was just like, your cat's telling you to get the fuck out right now. Oh, like yeah. if a cat's starting to meow like crazy like that, something's wrong. Just leave. <laughs> well, you know they're they're just dumb college girls. They didn't know any better. They were, but she seemed like she had a little bit more common sense. But I guess maybe she was just airheaded and stuck up is what I got a vibe of from the short time that we knew her. The goody-goody girl? Yeah. I think she was just fearful. I mean, she was just, and obviously, then we meet her dad and we see where it comes from. 
you know, and she's, but she's, she's trying to be out on her own and rebelling by dating the, like the towny meathead, you know. <laughs> they were they were an odd match, you know. I think that's what college is for, theoretically. Right. Yeah, you're supposed to explore. <laughs> you're like, oh, I dated that douchebag. Now I'm going to go towards someone who's like me, or and then poor like Mark douchebags. Poor Margot Kidder, who's got like you know, gutter mouth and and like is just like outraging everybody. Can't get a guy. Nobody wants to be with her because she's totally obviously overcompensating. <laughs> it's so funny because out of all of them, I would assume that she would have been the one. Like it's well, she's act- that sorority sister who's yeah, she's acting like the town slut, you know, but she's actually not. Yeah. And then you find out she has asthma. You know, of all things. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where as an asthmatic now I'm going to throw in here, I am so sick of, like, asthma taking us down. Well, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Stop I'm... making asthmatics look weak, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you, are you uh, accusing uh, yeah, filmmakers of being... What's What's the... What's the word? Uh, ableist. <laughs> no, it's not even ableist. I guess it is ableism. It's just... <laughs> what it is now is that, like, you know, how many times have you seen a horror movie and, like, mm-hmm. the person's just clearly having, like, a panic attack or something, mm-hmm. but then they go for, like, the inhaler. They're like, oh, my God, I need my inhaler, my inhaler. And it's like, no, that would not fix an asthma attack. You're having a panic attack. That's different. Well, see, yeah, you're, some, you're misunderstood and discriminated against. I, I blame Stephen King, but yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, did he do it? Um, In the book, It. Oh. I don't remember when that came out, though. <laughs> I'm not a huge Stephen King fan. Yeah. I catch what, what I catch. Decades before the boring-ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> With the, the world's least, least frightening clown. <laughs> it's funny... I have a fear of clowns, but Pennywise the clown did not freak me out. There are moments in it that were freaky or creepy, but yeah. The second part played off very boring. Well, I I didn't get that far because I I saw the first boring part, so I didn't Mm. need to see the second. (laughs) (laughs) There's just too much. I think we've talked about Pennywise before. He's just in too many scenes, you know? You're just hanging around, like at by the point where like any whatever uh, self-respecting audience member was just say, "Let's just go away, you fucking clown. We're sick of you. <laughs> We're bored." Yeah, <laughs> I want to see the '90s made-for-TV one. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I don't know if I saw that one or not. It has uh, Tim Curry in it, and I like uh, him. So, oh, is, is Tim Curry Pennywise? Yeah, and I find yeah. him, he all he, like Willem Dafoe, he always gives like a take it to the max. 110%, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're no Nicolas Cage, but who is? <laughs> oh my God, I He's saw a king. Nicolas Cage movie that I'd never oh, yeah? seen before. And I was oh, like, which one? God damn, he took it even harder. Face Off? Oh yeah, Face Off, yeah. He took that shit to the max in that one, wow. The, the, the one I keep... It, uh, my friend Frank keeps recommending that I haven't seen is Mandy. Did you see Mandy? Mm-mm. 
That's I think that's a horror movie actually. I guess that one's pretty extreme. So maybe we could look that Let's one up see. at some point. Uh, 2018. Ooh, yeah. Pacific Northwest. You already have my intrigue. <laughs> right, your favorite, your favorite favorite area. Oh yeah. You know, I don't feel like we've had enough horror movies there. It's In the Pacific by Northwest. Wood. Interesting. Yeah, I know it's a I know it's a horror movie, and he's yeah, I don't remember what happens in it, but yeah, man, yeah, it's something to look into. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Mandy, I know I know be, oh, a bunch of people like it, but yeah, Mandy. <sighs> so with Black Christmas, I like the way it started immediately with the creepy phone call because at first it wasn't creepy; it was just one of those. God, that's such a typical bullshit phone call that guys do to women. Yeah, the heavy though. breathing or whatever, or like, no, but that yeah, when they oh, all gather around, weird, creepy sexual shit. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. What when then Margot Kidder gets on and just eggs him on, you know? <laughs> that's what I loved, and that, I think that's what pushes Jess over the edge and is like, I'm leaving. Yeah, right. Yeah, she goes to pack in her room and she gets hers. Because, <laughs> Isn't that hilarious, though? Because stereotypically, in a slasher film, Margot would be the first one then to die. Right. So I, I guess the other, all these slasher films that came out after this could play off the formula or counter, you know, yeah, they what happened in this movie. It wasn't established yet. that. Like, no, no, because this, this is a thing that set the template. This is what made it up, up mm-hmm. the whole genre, basically. Like, it took... A, it took a while for Barb to be taken down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like how casual yeah, there was not there's no build up to the the times that the people were killed. Mhm. And I mean some of them random and you'd be like I think the killer's there. Off and off camp. I mean and then the last pe- person killed was not even killed by the killer, you know? Actually, we are to believe that the killer is still there, and uh, no, but I mean the the boy, uh, what's her face's boyfriend? She kills him. Yeah, but because she thinks he's the killer. Yeah. Because he just won't. Because he's a moron. Like she, he understands she's scared, and he just keeps coming. You know, <laughs> because he just does not understand, can't get a hint. And she's been trying to break up with him the whole fucking movie, you know? <laughs> but the, at the end, don't they, like, put her to bed, like, sedated, and then suddenly you hear, like... Yeah, yeah, no, no, the, he's still in the... He's still, still in the house. I mean, they have that shot, because they still haven't found the, the, the two people dead upstairs. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the, they, they are the dumbest cops in the world. Like, they, they don't even search the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, there's two dead people up there that they haven't found. They only have the two dead people that are in the in the bedroom put yeah, together. They're seen through the uh, attic window right before the was it the phone rings again, doesn't it? Yeah, well, the last scene is it's if the credits roll and the phone starts ringing, and there's a cop, and you see the cop on the on the porch standing guard, and the phone is ringing. Yeah, I mean a lot of it. I think it's just about a movie about a little bit kind of in a, in the way that like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, you know, was about the disconnect between like the kids and the adults. This is like 
something about the young people and then the people in power being completely out of touch with each other. Yeah, I mean, especially in that one scene in Nightmare on Elm Street where the cops are, like, across the street and, like, she's, like, trying to get their attention. Yeah. And, and I this, like how I just use the blanket she. There's always just, like, a yeah. chick. Right. And this is this is maybe also setting the template for stuff like that and reflecting sort of the 60s revolution where the young people and the and the old people are on completely different wavelengths, you know. <laughs> And there's always, like, wasn't it a big thing of, like, never trust the police and everything in that era? Sure. Well, yeah, don't trust anybody over 30. Yeah. <laughs> that was a slogan, you know? Yeah, I remember that slogan. We are totally, we're unreliable right now. Yeah. 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 think you feel bad. Try being me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's trusted me for deca- for a couple of decades now. <laughs> it's only been two going on three years for me, but... <laughs> I yeah. passed for 20s, though, so people still somewhat listen to me until they see my ID. <laughs> and they're like, fuck off, you're over 30. Yeah, well, it, it, all go, it all just gets worse from here on in for you, Mallory. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I've definitely found myself actually suddenly taking hot takes that are, like, against, like, what Gen Z are saying. Against the young people, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, sure. oh, fuck, I hit it. I'm older. What are you going to do? Just you wait, yeah. Then then you get to a point like like me. Well, we had that. What was the show where we, we were talking about Breakfast Club? Yeah, my my big you know takeaway from Breakfast was the principal. Yeah, but that didn't happen until like maybe about ten years ago or something. You know, mm-hmm. where I just randomly rewatched and was like, Jesus, the only person I can sympathize with is that principal because he's got to go in on his day off and like babysit these asshole kids. See, in that movie, I mean, although I found it very, it's a one-watch movie for me, but, like, obviously, hell, there's always one person I meet who hasn't seen it, and they're like, let's watch The Breakfast Club, and yeah. it always inevitably becomes something we watch. I don't think I have sympathy for anybody in that movie. They're all assholes, really. Even the principal. I, like, I, I don't give a fuck about him. I don't give a fuck about anyone. Yeah. And it, I, I mean, I think it's, it may be the John Hughes movie that's aged the worst because of the that whole Ali Sheedy thing. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, you know, prettying her up so she she can be date raped by the wrestler guy. Well, you know? Annoying me so much is I thought she looked really good as is <laughs> when she still had uh, like uh, whatever. I really <laughs> when she had dandruff in her hair and like okay, she could that make scene it st- was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That might have been one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. Where it's just like, damn, you're creative. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I like the idea of, like, the girl who wears nothing but black and is very quirky and weird. And doesn't but, yeah, it's, I mean, like, unlike totally polar opposite of Black Christmas, that movie was all about not actual people but archetypes, you know? Yeah. And that's what I love so much about Black Christmas is they were just people in this movie. They mm-hmm. weren't representing anything but themselves, you know? And they could have gone heavier because, I mean, it was a sorority, so they could have gone ditzier. They could have been like, the this is the typical president of the sorority, and yeah. these are the pledgy kind of people. Yeah. Like, no, they were just normal people that just happened to live in the same house. Yeah, and then, and like the the police station where you got the idiot guy at, at the desk 
they had that whole extended thing about him like writing down fellatio and he didn't know what the word meant clearly. I thought that was funny. Didn't they have like a thing where they couldn't decide how to pronounce it? Uh, no, well, they, they had, because they got the note, the uh, detective guy, John Saxon and his, but his coworker, the coworker was like la- busting a gut <laughs> waiting, waiting for John Saxon to read the note, you know? See, I thought that was hilarious. I you never hear people use that term anymore. Fellatio, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty old fashioned. It's an old one, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you you get the sense that even if if Margot Kidder had said, said blowjob, he would have been confused. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just confused about everything. I mean, he fucks up everything. John Saxon tells him to call the house and tell the the main girl to get out of the house once they finally realize that the call is coming from inside and he fucks that up. Mm-hmm. He starts screaming about the, it's coming from the house. He just can't, he's complete. How did he get that job? I guess it's a s- small college town. They had limit, limited uh, talent pool job for the job. I don't know. I'll say, I feel like there's always a stereotypical bad cop, like just like a <laughs> dim witted, cop in a horror movie. I mean, that is actually what uh, oh my god, Dewey is supposed to be, I think. Right, yeah. Uh, in screen. Right. Uh, like the Barney Fife-ish kind of cop. Yeah. So obviously they set us up more there. I do find it hilarious. I, you would imagine that she would use the word blowjob instead, given her personality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she's, you know, she tries really hard to be outrageous, but there's sort of a I mean, it it's great. She does a Margot Kidder does a great job. There's kind of like a a sadness or a loneliness to that character cuz she's trying so hard to outrage people just for attention, you know? It seems like for the first like 15 minutes of the movie, I didn't get that. And then slowly I was like, "Oh, she is heavily compensating and I don't know why." You know, because she's the only one without a boyfriend. Yeah, you know, in the the other girls, all the main other girls that we meet. Well, no, the the one the kind of Jewish looking one with the curly hair. She doesn't have a boyfriend. She gets all sad, and she's <laughs> scared. And, but she doesn't get killed, does she? Um... I don't. She kind of just fades away. She's because she's not that important, but. <laughs> We're just like we're ranking them on importance yeah. now. Well, you get the goody goody Christian girl who's dating the townie, the the big tough townie guy, and you've got the English girl who's date who's dating the asshole concert jackass, and Margot Kidder who's boyfriendless, and then the curly haired girl whose name I, with the glasses who whose name I don't remember who's kind of a scaredy cat. And by all stereotypes, you would never assume that all those girls would be part of the same sorority. Yeah, yeah. I am wondering if it was different in the 70s, if they weren't being like, oh, you all have to be in this image to be in the sorority. But honestly, that didn't really matter too much to the plot of the movie. No, and also, I mean, I think there was, in the in the heyday of, of the whole, that whole Greek system, there was a, a variety of fraternities and sororities so this probably wouldn't have been the like the the top tier one you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they probably weren't like the most the most uh they weren't the bitch pack 
they weren't the ones that would be matching like the football team, you know, the guys that were like the leaders, you know. Oh, yeah, I think they like they'd be like, oh, that's our brother house or that's our sister house or whatever. Yeah, because the one when when the father shows up and his his daughter's not showing up, she, he starts talking to that one guy who threw a snow snowball at him, or like <laughs> the kids threw the snowball at him, <laughs> and he tells them that yeah, that's their sis, sister house. Um, Hide a douchiness though, snowball. <laughs> But you know, later on, like he's sort of like, he's, you learn he kind of had it coming because he's just such a wet noodle. Oh yeah, you gotta like throw your snowballs at those assholes. And he ends up dying of a fucking heart attack or like having a panic, some sort of like medical issue, you know, at the end. I mean, I feel like that tends to be the way that older people die, except for our house mother. <laughs> <laughs> she was just she was just trying to find her cat. <laughs> that's what that's what did her in. <laughs> I do like knowing. See, I wonder what it was like back in the seventies to watch this without the slasher stereotypes out there because this had to be the first. But like, you know, like when she was in the bathroom and the mirrors and everything. Mm-hmm. Those are your cues currently yeah. in horror yeah. movies, and I want to know if like that was even a thing that people were like, something's gonna pop up. I mean, I think you we had movies before that did that that bait and switch kind of thing, where like it's a scary moment and then nothing happens, you know? Yeah, like because they you got to like, build it know, up a little bit. You can't you just close the door and then open it or whatever, and it's like, yeah. oh, innocent person, nothing happened. Okay. Yeah, I mean the the first the the goody goody girl that gets it in the closet. I mean, she sort of has it coming because she keeps going there. You know, she she can sense that there's something bad there, and she just keeps coming. You know what I mean? If she had any fucking sense, she would have run out of the broom. I mean everything, <laughs> and that's why I also like is again the music is not telling you it. Like you're seeing that, like you're being an idiot. There's clearly a guy here. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so much of it, like what happens in this movie, is just because of neglect. And like you know, you have this, the house mother is just a, a lush. She's not taking care of things, so that's how it's plausible that there's uh, a maniac living in the attic. You to could be you, fair, you you can sort of believe it. You know that in this house there could be a maniac living in an in the attic and nobody notices. I could definitely buy that. I think she could have been the strictest house mother in the world, and she still would have missed it, though. You think so? Maybe. No, but she says right before she's pretty good at like <laughs> evading everybody. No, but right before she gets killed, she's like, "Man, I, you know, she's huffing and puffing." She's like, "I got to clean up this attic sometime." It's like, so yeah, you should have fucking <laughs> done true. it years ago. <laughs> you know, that is true. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a pretty classic movie. I think it just Are we considering this now a horror movie and a Christmas movie? Like I say this is a good holiday movie. Everybody should watch it. <laughs> Merry well, Christmas. It, yeah, it's a holiday movie the same way Halloween is a is a holiday movie. <laughs> or uh yeah, you know. I will say aside from like um them getting ready to leave and then snowball and all that shit. I don't think I would have guessed that that was Christmas. I thought that was a fairly... I think from matter. the beginning, though, when, when we come up to the house, the house is decorated. There's lights and stuff. 
Yeah. So you can tell what season, and you can tell it's winter, you know? It's like the thing where, like, with Halloween, it being Halloween played heavily into that story. Mm -hmm. It being Christmas didn't seem to matter Well, somewhat, because the other reason that I think it could happen with this guy is that half the girls that actually lived there were gone. That too, yes. You know, so it was more... It was more abandoned. He had more room to roam, you know, and pick off the few people that were there. Right. So yeah, if you were, if you're gonna, I, I apparently there is a, a remake of this. That's what uh, um, the my maintenance guy was telling me. He was like, "Which year are you talking about?" So yeah, there is a remake of it. There's a remake, and I imagine as they often do in remakes, they they tack on some backstory but like you can see them like making up something where this guy like escaped a mental institution like like michael myers did you know or something like how it was that he ended up in this hiding out in this attic or that it was like his family's house or something you know that he came back to i hate to say it that this is one of those really weird horror movies that actually has two remakes right I think I, I think I saw that. I didn't look any deeper into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, you can see why. I mean, because as we've been it saying, is a classic film. Yeah, it sets the formula. Uh, it, it does has all the elements, and it just it does it like sort of not casually, but like it just makes it f- seem natural. The things I don't. There's very few things that happen in this movie that seemed implausible. You know, no. It all seemed to I make think- sense. That's what and, made it scarier. I know. And down to the fact that he's never caught. You know? <laughs> and, we, and so then he can just keep going because we don't even know what he looks like. You know what I mean? So the, the, the de- it's kind of like, like, fast, like Final Destination where death is the bad guy. You know? <laughs> this guy is just fear, you know, in, incarnate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I would say I was very pleasantly surprised by this movie because I was worried that it was going to be a cheesy one. I didn't know yeah. it was going to be the movie that like set the formula. It wasn't until I was watching it and I was getting a lot of text messages oh, while yeah. watching it. And everyone's like, what'd you think? What'd you think? And I was like, I'm only 30 minutes in. And that, But the text messages were coming from outside the house, huh? Uh, <laughs> they were from outside coming from the outside. House. See, wouldn't like... Shit like cell phones would totally ruin a movie like this. You would think so, but as I said, uh, when a stranger calls, I think she has a cell phone. Really? When is? It's yeah, when is? Six. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't know if that's a remake of anything either. I mean, it's based I feel, off of. I want to say it's a, a remake because I think that's an older movie. I may but, be wrong though. Then again, I think the good yeah, thing is... Yeah, 1979. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to yep. watch that the, one, though, because if the new one freaked me out, then the other one would definitely Oh, with Carol Kane. Yeah, yeah, that's a good... Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, there's one in 2006, but it's it's about a babysitter, right? So yeah, that's another, that's another template setter for Scream. Very heavily, definitely. Well, yeah, so somewhere down the line, you know, maybe perhaps it's... As soon as your next pick, you know, we could we could do when a stranger calls. Oh, definitely, it's always a possibility. If you want me to have nightmares, I'm 32 years old. I'll admit it. I still I still get freaked out. Really? Oh, oh. So do you'll you have nightmares? Like when you're an adult, you don't get nightmares from movies ever. 
For movies? No, never. Nothing ever scares you to the point where you're like, holy shit, that stuck with me. From a movie? No, never. Not since I was a kid. I think Not I told like you. a horror movie. Like, I'm saying like anything. Nothing freaks mm. you out in any movie you've seen. I can't think of anything. Wow. I want your life. Yes, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm living... I'm living a dream, yeah. <laughs> There's other problems or drawbacks to have rather than being scared of things. It's you know? <laughs> not the only it's it's not the only issue a human being can have, you know. That is so true. But yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm dumbly not afraid of things. <laughs> See, I like in my early 20s, for some reason, shit stopped scaring me for a very long time. Now as I watch shit, though, I'm either like, that's totally impossible, or you get some shit like this where it's like, that could happen. Yep. Mm. Hello? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought you cut out for a second. Now now I'm on guard about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say we made it an hour through. I'm I'm knocking on my desk like, hey, we we did it so far. Yeah, there wasn't there was a couple of little blips, but like the, the they're the typical blips of you know. The, Were there? You know, just just one or two, but like they didn't last. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I'll say it to the big listeners of that horror cast. Sorry about last episode. It's a, there was still some good stuff in there, you know. So. Just like moments where like I caught the lag and I was like, oh shit. Like I actually started to go in to edit it and I was like, there is absolutely no way I could edit this and have it still make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You you just had to cut out those chunks, you know? Yeah. That's the only way to do it. Cause like I was even thinking, I was like, I'm going to have to cut out this. And then we suddenly jump into this like thing and there will be no context. It'll just be Dimitri randomly talking about whatever and... You don't get me prompting Dimitri to talk about this, and that's okay. I mean, hopefully, if if anybody listened to that, they, they still track down so soft and quiet. Uh, I think it's worth seeing. I did have quite a few people who tracked it down. Um, they thanked us for ruining their Thanksgivings. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> And and how many of them made made the swastika cake pie? That's what I want to know. How many of the listeners made the swastika pie from soft and quiet yeah, we'll, we'll for their for their Thanksgiving? And then we'll start to be like, was it strawberry or was it cherry? Yeah, that's the, that's the really key, crucial, important mystery of soft and quiet. What was the flavor of the pie? <laughs> I did get a few people who are like, "Why did you and Dimitri want it to end horribly?" And it's like, "No, I just wanted it because we're horrible people." Come on, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> like I think people think that we're horrible people now, where it's like we did not want a happy ending or one that gave us hope. Like, eh, I, I like yeah. this ending. This ending is the kind of ending I prefer. Oh, in in Black Christmas. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Just like it's ominous, and you know that it's not over. Yeah, yeah, and soft and quiet, like, it just felt like maybe they told, somebody told, you know, this is a young director, this is, and I'm just totally imagining it, some producer or somebody or a test audience saying, Jesus, this is really, really dark. Can't you just, like, open the door crack? Give us, <laughs> give us a chance of hope? You know what I mean? It's the kind of movie that I imagine, <laughs> you know, like how I said that there is an alternate 
alternate ending to the movie Get Out. Mm. I imagine that there's probably alternate endings yeah. to Soft and Quiet. But also, nobody really watched it, so no one's going to give a fuck and actually try and track that down. Who knows? I mean, I mean, you know, if she has a if she has a big career, people will revisit it, or it'll start being something on cable or on you know, streaming channels. You know? Yeah, I guess the way many movies gain a gain a viewership later. You know what I mean? I was gonna say, I think your first instinct is right. If she makes like a bigger movie next, people will revisit this one. Yeah, I I, I hope they do. I, yeah, I thought I was I was pretty impressed with that movie. I don't know. So, with Black Christmas, our cool killer person got away with it. We could all assume. Go Billy, go! Yeah, he's Billy, who's the dad of Michael Myers and Jason and uh, Freddie and the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. But those those people can't make all his voices. You know, Billy's uh, could have been a talented vo- voice actor. He's making the sound of all these characters on the phone. You know, <laughs> 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 like, oh, there's there's whole whole like whole dramatic scenes playing out just in the phone. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Um, did you know that Bob Clark uh, was the person who was playing his shadow? Oh, you what? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and also he would occasionally do the phone voice. Oh, he would. <laughs> yeah, you know, very similar in the way, kind of like with Halloween, where it's like it was a low-budget film and yeah. all hands on deck. For sure, yeah. Yeah, was this, I don't know, was this Bob Clark's first movie? I don't know if it was or not. He is heavy into the horror genre. He also did like another uh, Murder by Decree tribute. I don't know what the hell that is. He's the director of a Christmas story. Yes, yes. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of genres, but like as we talked about before, he did. Uh, uh, he went on to do Porky's, which are these like teen sex comedies, which are have aged very very badly. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just loving like his uh, Christmas story is like what eighty three, eighty four. Well, that sounds about right. Just like within 10 years, he just did a swap of like Christmas movies entirely. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Porky's were early, were before uh, before Christmas Story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he went all over the place, but I think it's one of the reasons that, you know, enabled John Carpenter to make Halloween is that Bob Clark got sick of making horror movies, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that he died at a very young age, 67. Wow. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But I thought it was fun that John Carpenter and him were actually friends enough where, like, you know, they would discuss elements. And even Bob Clark actually, like, really went through, like, the screenplay with... uh, Oh, crazy. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia. Porky's 2 and A Christmas Story was that he directed him the same year in 83. Oh, that's so strange. I mean, is is it really that strange? I know I think Steven Spielberg did Schindler's List and Jurassic Park. That I know. Year. That's so fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, but, it is funny when you think Matt, about it. It's like, wow, they could do weird shit at yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah, let's, yeah. Schindler's List is a crime against humanity. <laughs> 
It's not. I it's wondered it, why everybody loved that movie. I, I don't get it. It's not quite Forrest Gump level, but like it's there. It's in there. If I was running the international, you know, whatever war crimes tribunal, I'd, I'd put him up for crimes against humanity. <laughs> so for, he's for not quite Schindler himself at all, is he? <laughs> it wasn't Schindler. It's just he a glorified. He was helping the Jews. Schindler did help the Jews, but I'm like saying Steven Spielberg did. <laughs> And and now he's made he's made a movie that's supposedly about his childhood that I wouldn't go see with a gun to my head. Oh, my friend, I'm seeing tomorrow. Keep saying like you have to watch it. You need to watch it. I think what is it? Meet the Fablemans. It's just Fablemans. Fablemans? It's, it's not Meet the Fox. You've conflated it with Meet the Fockers. <laughs> it's just Fablemans. <laughs> it's just the Fablemans. Yeah, yeah. The Fablemans. Got yeah. it. Fableman's I just night. add meat. That's my bad. No, it's it's uh yeah, it's it's Fableman's uh night out or something. <laughs> I just know that it has a lot of What about the fa- what about the Fableman's? <laughs> I'll never live this one down. Either way, it looked like a very I, I don't know how anyone could walk into this movie and not know that he's basically telling his story in a really weird, picturesque way. No, but yeah, I mean, who the fuck cares? It's a great cast. I mean, I love the you know, cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get Michelle Williams. I mean, she's great. She 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 can do no wrong, pretty much. I think. I really have been into Paul Dano too lately. Yeah, he's fun. You know, uh, but. Yeah, the, it just looks dreadful. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't talk about horror movies. This is these are these the yeah and the things that scare me is movies like this <laughs> <laughs> that that make like this kind of sentimental uh, kind of make a sentimental fairy tale out of somebody's childhood. I don't. I'm I'm not into it all. Especially uh, when it's them doing it themselves. Yeah, l- look at w- look at what a precocious little little boy genius I was. I know. It's like I was so amazing, and yeah, I just saw the trailer. It looked. I told my friend I might see it with them, but then I found out that it actually is out of theaters now. Oh, it's gone already. Yeah, they'll put it back it in did when it's very bad. Oh, it did good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to go straight to streaming in no, like a but when, weeks. No, but when the Oscar push comes and it's nominated for 10 things, you know, I, I think it's going to win not. everything. Uh, I, I, don't, I can't remember what I really have watched this year, but what? it feels like this is just a desperate... It's an Oscar Beatty movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Well, and this is, you know, strategically the time. So just like with... You know, Schindler's List and, like, you know, Jurassic Park comes out first and then you get Schindler's List, I think, you know, because the fall time and the winter times when you put out your 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 awards movies, right? Oh, that's shit, how they do it. Right. I, I just looked up uh, Oscar contenders and the Fablemans. That's in there. It's going to win everything. Uh, <laughs> that is, you know, it's like I, I, I actually really enjoy Spielberg with some of his films. But I only I only enjoy the the kind of uh, amusement park rides, you know, basically Jaws. When he's I doing really Jaws, thought, it's great, you know. I like the first Jaws, and I liked the first Jurassic Park, but which is a uh, nerdiness out of me. Jurassic Park always I never got all the all the way through. Like the 
the effects are so bad i can't i can't get over it to to me like the the fake dinosaurs mm-hmm. like i like the old dinosaurs the claymation ones so much better the stop motion things yeah. are like and the old monster movies are so much better to me uh i love those so i, I hate the cgi uh, dinosaurs uh yeah but you know for Jurassic uh, Park it's because I like the book too mm. I don't know you know which one I, I think a lot of people don't know Jurassic Park is uh it's a Michael Crichton book yeah right yeah yeah he was a really big writer I've never read anything by Michael Crichton he wrote a lot of famous books about diseases and stuff and yeah Andromeda Strain mm, right okay. you're talking to a nerd here I was into that when I was yeah see I'm I'm not so I. There's whole get, whole swaths of that stuff that I just don't even know. Uh, I'm your geeky co-host here to guide you through the nerdy waters. Thank, thank you for <laughs> the waters that you do not want to go through. No, so really, I'm just more like dragging you. The the the, te- the tepid lu- lukewarm waters of 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 sci-fi sci-fi fandom. <laughs> I got you there. I, I, if you get Aww. drowning, I'm here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What, like, I mean, I think Avatar what, might be nominated. I didn't even know it was coming out. Oh, Crapitar! Yeah, well, I sent you that art that that article about that was really interesting. I thought it was a good article. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I didn't make it through Avatar because why would I? Uh, I it's, it's just everything. Even the idea of Avatar is fucking puts me to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> I was like nineteen when that movie came out. And that was one of those other, like, hey, everybody want to go see it? Okay. Well, but, it's bizarre to yeah. remember, just like the article points out, that this is the highest grossing movie of all time. That shocks the hell out of me. Isn't that I crazy? Because I also took that quiz that's in the article that leaks oh. out to the BuzzFeed thing, and no, nothing. I don't yeah. remember a damn thing. About I didn't movie. take the quiz, but uh, yeah, it's totally, it's sort of like forgotten because so many things have passed it by, but. You know, maybe not unlike things that passed it by. I would say like the script was bloated and very heavily forgettable and the acting was meh. Well, James Cameron always had this, the problem. The writing was all has always been a problem, you know, Mm -hmm. like the writing's always the weakest part that what he really likes is the technology talking about geeks, you know, like he likes, you know, he's the guy that actually goes in into a submarine like and goes to a depth that nobody's gone to, you know. Because he's really into that stuff. Is that he got so into the technology for this one that the technology has actually passed him by now. Yeah. But as sort of like the way Black Christmas set the template for all these slasher movies, you know, some of the things that he developed probably were used in, in all this other stuff. So, yeah, Black Christmas, one of the classics of the genre, clearly. (laughs) Yeah, I, as I said, happy holidays, Black Christmas. Someone should make a like song for it. Yeah, stop. Don't stay home. Don't shop. <laughs> don't answer your phones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy right now that I'm in an apartment. Like, eh, there's no attic. I'm good. There's no attic, and no, no, no. Uh, handyman is breaking through to fix, quote unquote, fix your door. <laughs> yeah, no handyman. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it would have scared the hell out of me because like, I'm wearing soundproof headphones, but I, I, I have clear visibility in my door, but it still would be like a, what the fuck? Like, you would hear me. Yeah. I mean, I did have it like 
the last time it was being fixed, I was on the phone with my AirPods soundproof again. And suddenly I was yeah. like, oh, shit. And, like, the person was still on the phone with me, too. And I was just like, I'm having to deal with this now. <laughs> like, I don't even think I would have stopped our podcast. I probably would have just kept going and be like, someone just broke into my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm very lame and whatever that way. Well, cool. Uh, so what do we what do you say? Midsommar next. Sounds good. For yeah, that that'd be uh, right before or at Christmas. I, Let me see. Christmas is always like. I think Christmas, Christmas is, is the twenty fourth. Christmas Eve is the twenty fourth. Well, I just found out I'm actually I'm bartending on the twenty third at Rainbow Club, uh, which I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I, I guess a few people that hear this. Yeah, you you want to visit one of the hosts of this. This show at at their sometime fill-in day job, uh, come to the Rainbow Club on the 23rd of December, and you may see me. Now, does Rainbow Club do anything Christmassy, or do they just keep true? They have a huge tree, and there's a really cool... Every year, there's a really cool display in the the cases, you know, by the the door. Mm Mm-hmm. You know those display ca- the glass in cases. Yeah. They do this whole thing with like toys and monsters. It's like this whole, it's kind of like a like a train set kind of thing. It's like a theme thing, and they take it takes weeks for them to make it. Uh, it should be open to the public at this point. It's really cool, oh, and it's the yeah. owner's collection of toys and stuff. Any cool like holiday cocktails, drinks? No, I like I, to keep it simple. The Rainbow does not do any I specials. Say it's dives, so yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's a neighborhood bar, and the, you can't beat the prices, you know. You get a three dollar PBR, you're good. That's right. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can get your whatever. Speaking well, of your pho- 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 phony marketing shit, the the Chicago handshake. If anybody's heard of that. No, what is that? You don't know what the. Sh- <laughs> No, I'm dying to know, though, as a Chicagoan. Yeah, tell me. PBR and a shot of Malort. Oh, God. I, I hate Malort. I've tried it once. It's the nastiest shit I've ever had. Yeah, it's oh. it's our, it's fine. Actually, no, there's another drink that I fucking think is more just Jägermeister. Jäger is much worse. Yeah, see, I'm, yeah, we're, we're, see, there's a reason we're co hosts of the show. Yeah. I think Jäger is disgusting. But I'm not, the people that don't like Jäger, like it's the licorice thing, you know? It's, it's basically that licorice taste. I don't like black licorice. Yeah, same here. Yeah, if you don't like that taste, you won't like Jaeger. There's people that love Jaeger. Uh, I, I'm I'm actually fine with Malort. It's sort of vegetal, you know. Like and people like think it. Yeah, yeah. It kind of like has that, you know, what a burnt rubber kind of smell taste to it. But it's fine. Uh, no, my my go-to drink usually is rye whiskey uh, on the rocks with a soda water on the side. Pretty simple. That is very simple. Yeah. Yep. Usually, yeah. The goat, the fallback brand is Old Overholt. That's it's like a cheaper brand. Or if if you want to go high end, you can do Templeton's or like Knob Creek has one that's pretty good. There's you know, well, you could have yeah. a cool strong alcohol. All of my cheap beer. Yeah, rye whiskey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not a beer guy. If 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 I was at a different kind of bar, I'd be drinking red wine probably. I'm a, I'm a red wine drinker. I'll say I think we have a date ready. You know, when we're going to go probably to Webster's, then see Scream. In- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Next year. Yeah, got to see the next Scream. 
What's the release date on that? March or something? March something. For sure. I'm a little <laughs> bit more intrigued with that. Like, you know, that'll be like the end note of this episode because um, that Facebook, uh, I mean, that Facebook, God, it's because I'm looking at a file Tick- right now that TikTok? says Facebook <laughs> files. No, Netflix. Netflix <laughs> miniseries Wednesday. I actually thought it was really funny. It was really good, and I guess the star who plays Wednesday, I couldn't recognize her with a goddamn, is the new generation kind of star. Wednesday as in the Addams Family? Yeah. Oh, there's a new... Oh, I didn't... I don't know anything about this. Oh. Um, Well, I I can't tell you. I don't know your taste enough, because you shockingly liked that one... uh, What? Kirsten... uh, the woman from the window one. So oh oh oh, me. Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell. You shot yeah, but that was a that. that's a that's just a parody of all that stuff. Yeah, I just I she's I she's I think she's a really good actress and she's funny. I mean, Kristen Bell. <laughs> Wednesday is it's a new Tim Burton thing. So. Oh, I see. Okay. So if you're not into him, then don't bother. Oh, here's I, I have a recommendation for you, and yeah, you. I don't think you have Mubi, but uh, if you, if you get Mubi, they're streaming uh, Lars von Trier, uh, The Kingdom, which was his sort of '90s TV, Danish TV answer to to uh, Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. and it's set in a hospital, this haunted hospital, and there's ghosts and stuff. It's a mini series, but he's doing new episodes. It's kind of like Twin Peaks: The Return, but his version. Mm-hmm. And that's that thing is. I've, I've been watching that. That's great. What is it on? Mubi. M U B I. Mubi. Mubi. Never heard of this one. You don't know Mubi? Mubi's kind of like Criterion Channel, but like it's more limited. Their thing is that they just post one thing a day, uh, uh, like every month. Every day they post a new one and they eliminate one, you know, so mm-hmm. it's limited. Uh, it's a good, it's a really good streaming service. There are it's, so many different streaming services. Now it's for film them. dorks, but like that, it's that one and Criteria, Criterion are the only ones I consistently pay for that I never turn off. All the other ones I do a month and then cancel, you know. I currently have Netflix, basically, it's for free through my cell phone provider mm. and we have Disney for free for oh, really? my in-laws cell phone provider and I don't know Spotify and Hulu are attached somehow so I know oh, I see yeah I don't have who like I'm, I'll probably turn on HBO again because I want to f- see the end uh when White Lotus ends I'll, I'll I'll turn it back on so I can see the rest of White Lotus you know yeah, I really want to watch this season because it has Aubrey Plaza, and I really yeah, like she's her. great. I saw I saw two episodes, and it's got what's his name, uh, F. Murray Abraham, and it's got Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos. Well, yeah, it's got it's a lot a great cast this time. Yeah, it's fun, uh, <laughs> and uh, and Jennifer Coolidge is back as we mentioned before. She's great. She's back. I like that I know her name now. So yeah, not Stifler's no mom or Stifler's mom for me. Yeah, she she's transcended she's now transcended. She, because of White Lotus, but yeah, check out the Kingdom. It's it's creepy and and funny. And, well, it's in, in Denmark, so it's it's a very different flavor than Twin Peaks, but it's that kind of thing, kind of otherworldly and mini connected miniseries kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
with recurring characters in this very, very haunted hospital, which is also a portal to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, it sounds trippy enough. I, I yeah, it might be Dale up your alley. Cooper thing right here. Like yeah. a little bobblehead thing. He's giving me a thumbs up. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, see, Dale Cooper endorses uh, Lars von Trier's The Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, cool. I will right. talk talk to you soon. We'll reconvene in back in Europe Europe for Midsommar. Hell for yes. Creepy cult satanic rituals. <laughs>